tension no more struggle no more challenges no more battle because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle and God said after today you shall rest from your battle the battle of your marriage the battle of your business the battle of your finances the battle of your sickness the battle of your shame the battle of your disgrace the battle of your setback the battle of the pains you don't want to forget God said she will rest from your battle And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, Head Pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. Open your Bibles with me to the book of Luke. Luke chapter number 5 from the verse number 1 to the verse number 11. He says, So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats with your Simeons and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitude from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simeon, launch out into the deep and let down your net for a catch. But Simeon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats, so that they began to sink. When Simeon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simeon. And Jesus said to Simeon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men. So when they had brought their boat to land, they forsook all and followed him. Amen. One of the things we have to come to understand as far as we are as children of God is that the earth is established on principles. The earth is established on principles. Now, one of the principles, and principles simply are rules or laws that governs a behavior or governs anything. So, when we go to school, whatever we studied, Depending upon which field you find yourself, there are certain principles or things you learn within that field. When it comes to cultural areas and all this, we know there are certain things we need to do and certain things we shouldn't do. There is a principle which controls all of us, whether we like it or not. It is called the law of gravity. Whether you are saved or you are not saved, it controls your life. Because it simply says that anything that is of matter or whatever it is stays permanently on his feet if you want to go up you need to have another dimension of law so anything i throw up will come down because the law of gravity will act on it so yesterday we celebrated god but you realize when you jump you didn't stay you came down what brought you down is not because you chose to come down but there is a power that is acting on you <laughs> hallelujah and it's called the law of gravity if you want to defy that law, then you need to have the law of aerodynamics, which is the law that actually takes you beyond the plane of gravity. So an aeroplane can fly and it will not be pulled down. That power cannot act on him. You get into mass or into space and you realize that you need to walk and you just screech, not because of that, but the thing is that there is no gravity in that place, so you float. 
We get a ship which is so big, but it can float on water. But if you and I try it, when Jesus has not asked us to walk on the sea, we'll sink. If you like, go to the seashore right now, the beach, and say, Jesus, walk on the sea, I'm going to walk on the sea. Irrespective of how you speak it, or you sink, unless the Holy Spirit himself has given you a command to do it. Because we are a matter, and we don't have a hollow in us. So we need an inner tube or something that has that ability to cause us to float. In the same vein, every human being can be able to become effective when he has information. When he has information. When you don't have an information, you are limited. So you can pray, you can fast, you can do things, but you don't see the power of God at work. Not because God does not have power, but because you don't have the capacity to understand. So you realize that when the, what do you call it, Philip was transported by the Holy Spirit and he met the first African convert, which is the Ethiopian eunuch, on the way, he asked him, do you understand what you are reading? But the man was reading. He was reading the book of Isaiah 53, but he didn't understand. Then Philip now began to expound to him the understanding of what he was reading. And when he got understanding, he said, what prevents me from being baptized? Baptize me. Instantly, he got baptized. And he carried the gospel back to Ethiopia. Cornelius, the first European, or you can put it to get saved, was reading the Bible and giving arms and praying, but he didn't understand what he was doing. Until the hour of prayer, the angel appeared to him and said, Cornelius, your prayers and your arms giving are come to the Lord. Send to Joppa. Now the essence and the reason of sending to Joppa was to get Peter to come and explain to him what he's doing to have understanding. So you realize that when Peter also saw the four-footed animals and all those things coming down, he said, no, but I cannot eat things that are unclean. Then the Lord said that what I have made clean, you cannot say it's unclean. And when Peter got there and explained to Cornelius, Cornelius said, wow, this is it. All of a sudden, the Holy Spirit fell on them and they began to prophesy and things began to happen in the house of the Gentiles. So it is critical for you to know that for you to excel in everything you do, you need an information. Jesus, at the age of 12 years, left his parents and went into the circle of information. Bible says that he left them when they have come to pray and they were going. He went into the synagogue and reasoned. And reasoning with the elders. What is he doing? Reasoning means that there was exchange of knowledge. Informed. What would have happened? So it is critical that, that is why Paul says in Ephesians chapter 1, when you read it and all that from the verse 50, he said, when I heard that you have been saved, I pray that the eyes of your understanding. Let me, let me, let me. We are supposed to be the commanders in chief. Instead of us leading, we are rather behind. And those that don't need to lead are leading us. Bible said when we got saved, we have the mind of Christ. And the mind of Christ comprehends all things. The mind of Christ knows all things. And this illumination, information I'm talking, is not only about academics. But the infusion of the spirit to drop... Sometimes when, when you get at this understanding, you talk and people will say that, I mean, where are you coming from? Why is it that we are not seeing what you were seeing? Papa says in Ephesians 1, let me read it quickly. Ephesians 1, 15. Your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints. 
it is good to have the faith, it's good to have the love. He said, if you have faith and we speak to this mountain, it shall be moved and be cast into the sea if you don't doubt it. And he said, the love for all the saints. If you don't love the saints, you cannot be among the saints. We need that love for the saints. He said, do not cease. In other words, that is primary. It is foundational. You qualify your faith, your love. You are qualified. He said, but do not cease to give thanks for you. Making mention of you in my prayers. What is he praying for? For the church of Ephesus. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom. When you read the Old Testament, he says that, and Moses laid his hands on Joshua, the son of Nun. And by the time he finished there, he received the spirit of wisdom. When you study about Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, Nebuchadnezzar did not pick them because they are Jews or Hebrew boys. He picked them because Bible said there was an excellent spirit in them. It is called the spirit of wisdom because they were found ten times better than the Babylonian people. Ten times better. You should be found ten times better at your workplace than any other person you are working with. A prisoner. It is not a coat of many colors that made him outstanding. But he had a spirit of wisdom in him. And by that he could interpret dreams. When he stood before Pharaoh, he he has but one choice between Pharaoh and going back to prison. And if he qualifies, then he's going to be promoted. But between his promotion and prison is where the spirit of wisdom has to play. You cannot be promoted or excelled because we receive Christ as our Lord, a personal savior. But we can be promoted and elevated because we have something that others don't have. The X factor is what makes the difference. His coat of medicalness has been taken already. He doesn't have it. But now he's wearing a prisoner's dress. He has just been brought out temporarily to come and explain something to the king. When he finished talking, he did not ask for that position. He recommended rather than somebody else should be taking. The king said, give me a minute. Who else has this spirit of excellence than you, Joseph? Because Joseph was carrying a spirit of wisdom. He said, this position is vacant until you say yes. Because you are the one to occupy it. Ah, Am I preaching to somebody here? Don't let us get to a point of substituting speaking in tongues and salvation with efficiency. Efficiency and excellence is the nature of God. That's why the queen of, see, the queen of Sheba carried gold from Africa to go and seek King Solomon. And when he entered in there, he said right at the gate to the setting of the table and the servant at the table, he said, my spirit left me. It is not because Solomon was a king. But because he saw the excellence. You can come in without knowing how to package yourself. But it is against the principle of God. For you to remain forever. Without you being able to be transformed. Into the image of a God. Am I talking to somebody here? I prophesy over your life. You are a changing agent. You are a transforming agent. 
there is a fire of purification can you align with it the message that comes in is to make you who you are you are an ambassador out there you carry the spirit of wisdom you need to act as such and excel in everything you do that wherever you will stand irrespective of your family background irrespective of what you think you don't have irrespective of what you think is your challenge anywhere you stand you need to be that God that people will come to you need to be that excellence that people will look up to you need to be that defining factor in the dimensions of everything and so I challenge you tonight when you live here let that begin to work in your spirit Have you wondered why after Joseph has said everything, when Pharaoh was speaking, what did he say? He said, from now on, you are Joseph. You sit on the throne. Everybody will obey you. But, you are not above me. Whatever Joseph did, he controlled virtually the whole of Egypt. But he was not above the throne of Pharaoh. There is a wisdom that when you get, you can go anywhere. Never in your lifetime try to go beyond your boss, even at the office. Somebody say wisdom. Even when you know more than your boss, pretend you don't know. I said never in your lifetime try to be a, know more than your boss. Even when you know more than your boss, pretend you don't know. Pretend you don't know. It's wisdom to pretend you don't know. It's wisdom to pretend you don't know. And that's the example I cited for you. Jesus is more powerful if you want to compare than John the Baptist. John the Baptist was the one who prepared the way for Christ. Is that not it? But Jesus said, please baptize me still. He would have said, you John, I don't need you. Come on to me, all ye that are living every day, I'll give you rest. He didn't do that. He realized that there is something called spiritual principles. For me to be above, I need to first. You can never go up until you come down. So Paul said, I pray for you that you may have the spirit of wisdom. And not only that, and revelation in the knowledge of Him. Revelation. Yesterday I spoke a lot about it. Revelation in the knowledge of him. There is a knowledge. Knowledge is the acquisition of information. And wisdom is the application of information. When you acquired information, you need to apply it. So knowledge is acquisition and wisdom is the application of thereof. So he says that I pray for you that the eyes of your understanding may be and I may know. He said, I pray for you that he said that you may the Lord will give you the spirit of wisdom. The application to know how to put things in the right perspective. And he said not only that, but revelation in the knowledge of him. In other words, you will receive illumination. There will be a light. Now, when you enter in here, when you, when you put off this light, you will see people sitting down, but the place will be dark. You can't appreciate the color of the address and the beauty of the environment. Is that not it? 
but when the light is switched on, you will appreciate how the people look like and what they are wearing and you'll be excited. That is the power of illumination. So he says that I am praying for you that until now, your eye is like in darkness. You don't appreciate anything that is beautiful. You don't see anything that is glorious. But I will turn on the light. That is revelation. I will turn on the light of your eye so that you begin now to see and to know. In other words, there is something more in Christ that you can only know it or have information about it when your light of understanding is turned on. Can, can, can you follow what I'm sharing with you? Now, let's, I like to demonstrate when I'm preaching. Can you help me with all humility? Can you put off all the lights here and let's look at something? If it is possible. If it is possible to do that, just do it and let's look at something. So picture it. Can this one be possible? The spot on. Because I don't want you to see me even. I know you are using it for media purposes, but just for briefly, two seconds, I just want you to take it off. Fine. Now, can you even see the neighbor who is by you? Come on, can you see somebody? You can feel them, but you can't see them. You can't even appreciate what they are wearing or who they are. Now, that is what it means to be ignorant. So, anytime you don't have information of something, this is how it looks like. And people who are, who doesn't have information... You will talk to the person. You are telling the person, oh, this thing is nice. The dress is wearing is good, but he can't see it. So he cannot relate to it. That is why you have a challenge and a struggle trying to correct people and let them know the right thing and they will not be able to do. Because this is the state they are in when they don't have information. Now, turn on the light and let's look at something. Now, can you now see the next person's thing by what he or she is wearing? Does the person look good? Can you now appreciate it? So, man of God, when knowledge comes, work becomes easy. When knowledge comes, work becomes easy. It comes easy. Instructions becomes easy. Difficult. Ignorance makes work difficult. When revelation comes, work becomes easy. Instructions. It slows down the whole thing. Our work. It's closed down. So if you watch from salvation till now, what God is really doing is teaching us to have information, revelation. We are ignorant. That is how it is. That's why. The difference between the advanced word and the underdeveloped is information. Ignorance is certain. Where information is, nothing can slow down because it moves. In fact, knowledge makes things easy. Ignorance makes things difficult. Let me give you an example. If you don't know how to drive and you sit behind the car, you think the car is sophisticated, isn't it? Abby, you will see a stick there. You don't know. You say, What is this one? The, the, the brake or whatever. You'll be pressing everything. Am I right? But immediately you know how to drive. When you sit in that same car, somebody can have a key who doesn't know how to drive and he doesn't even know where to slot the key. But when you know how to drive, when you enter in, you do it with confidence. You bank your door, you strap your, your seatbelt, you put your key in, you put your leg there, you spark the car. Boom! You are on the road, you are screeching, overtaking, and running around. 
Is that not how it is? So information makes things easy for you. In fact, what you have not conquered in your life is as a result of the ignorance you have. The day you have information about that thing, you are free. You don't struggle with it again. So you can't move on. So Paul is saying that with all the argument, I need to pray for you that you have revelation, knowledge of him. A man sold his land because he thought that there is nothing good out of that place. And then he relocated to another country because he's looking for greener pastures. Few years after he's done that, people who have knowledge about land, geologists, look down upon the land and realize that the, the reserve of the land is full of oil. And it's one of the richest places. They bought that land. This man who went out and was struggling and said, there is nothing where I am. Came down and said, let me pay a visit to where I left. That bad place. When he went there, they've surveillance everywhere. They've barricaded the place. So what is happening? He said, this is one of the richest, highly, in fact, it became the second highly richest oil fields. And he said, so I was sitting on an oil and I didn't know. And I was ignorant. And I was poor. You see, the difference between poverty and riches is ignorance. In Mass Moro's book, the spirit of leadership, may you so rest in peace, cited an example of a lion who was born in the forest and was left unattended. And a hunter went and picked this lion and brought a lion home. Because he's a hunter, he also has domestic animals. He has sheep, he has goats and other things. So he came and mixed this little lion with the rest of his animals. So the lion grew up among the goat and the sheep. So they all go out and eat grass. They all go out to drink water by going, putting their head and everything. You know how goats behave. They all bleed together, but yet he was a lion. After some time, they now came to reality. A lion from the jungle, who is not a pet lion, but a real lion, moved into their midst and these goats were running away. And this lion also put his tail in between his legs and started running away like the goats. Though he was grown with all his beard, he was still behaving like a goat. Because his environment has made him into a goat, though his nature is a lion. And not only that, his association has turned him into a goat instead of he living as a lion. Association. So, another time they went out to drink water, they all buried their head in the water. Though he see his reflection that his appearance is different from the others, he in his mind is one with them. So now, the goat saw the lion by the reflection of the water. That is the real lion. Let me put it that way. So they all started running away. But his interest was not the goat. Because we are pursued them to kill them. He followed still and came to the back of this lion. So now he saw his own reflection and saw the reflection of the one from the jungle. 
He wanted to turn and run and then he, he blocked him. Then he roared. That is the lion from the jungle roared at this domestic lion. Then the domestic lion started fearing, shaking. Then he will roar again because he smelt his fellow like trying to stir something out. And the rest of the goats and the hunters were at a distance. They were watching what was going on. And then all of a sudden, this domestic lion realized, he came to himself that he is not a goat, but he is a lion. All of a sudden, the instant he did the greatness in him, Bible said that there is some greatness in him, the slumbering powers of God in him. He began to stir up from his nature. He got angry. Once the anger was coming, he opened his mouth. Instead of bleating, he started to roar. He started to roar. He started to roar and shook himself. When he finished, the real lion turned and faced the forest. Now the domestic lion who had finished roaring, now turn and look at his association and look at his environment and the question is are you going back to them or you are going to where you really belong he looked at them and shook his head and advanced like he's coming on them and turned and followed this lion back into the forest because he's a company of lion and not a company of sheep when you don't have a revelation you can be a lion but behave like a goat when you know who you are, you behave differently. Listen, if you really know who you are, you don't get troubled by who succeeds and who is going ahead. If you really know who you are, you don't get troubled about who succeeds or who is going ahead. If you know who you are. Because you surely know where you are landing. Anyone you find who is insecure, and who is troubled and fights everybody and pushes everything, he doesn't know who he is. He needs revelation. Revelation settles you. One thing you should know is that if you know who you are, you don't have a competitor, you are your own competitor. So you compete with yourself and you don't compete with anyone. There is so much in us that when we can tap into it. We shall. One of the things that I did when I got saved is to eat the word and to discover truths for myself. Because I heard a lie that told me that my family we are poor forever. My father died, no money. My mother died. Uh, so many things. We were born seven, four died mysteriously left with three. And I'm only the only surviving male. Challenges from background. I said to myself, if I'm saved, I will search the scriptures. And ladies and gentlemen, the truth I'm sharing with you are not just truths, but they are time-tested truths. It's important for us to rise and know that there is something of our life that salvation opens that door, but we need to enter. We need to enter. We need to enter. You need to enter. So you need to make that effort to enter at all cost. You need to make that effort. You need to make that effort. In Luke chapter 5 verse 1 to 11 as I already said, Jesus said, don't be afraid from now on you will catch me. What does he suggest? He suggests 
different vocation. Different vocation. Environment, experiences, challenges, threats, and new ways of doing things. New ways of doing. He's saying, Peter, you are used to catching fish, but from now on, there are new ways that of things you are going to do. You will not be limited. Every child of God, you are multi-wired. Can I say, you are multi-wired. You are not wired for only one thing. You are wired for dimensions of things. Because we can do all things, not some things. We can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. We can do all things. Because you have been wired to do all this. It is in you. It is in me. We only need to stir that thing up to be able to use it. A container is not the best definition of a content. Of a content. Is the only rest definition of a content. If you define the content in the container as the content being the size of the container, you will defeat it. Because the container is only giving the content shape. So if you pour the content out of that container, it can take another shape. So don't look at my container to describe who I am. Because it is only my package. But outside of my package, I can do more. Am I talking to somebody here? I prophesy over your life. May the Lord break every limitation of things that try to confine you and things that has not make you to express yourself. I prophesy expression and a release in your life. much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Egon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastagon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435 You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7am to 10am on Tuesdays at 6.30pm to 8.30pm for our empowerment teaching service and Fridays at 7pm to 10pm for our breakthrough prayer service You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you.